I have to put you on to Armoire, the convenient solution to effortless, fresh, and stylish dressing. With an Armoire membership, you can curate the perfect wardrobe with high-quality, unique brands tailored specifically to your taste. Simply take a five-minute style quiz, select items from your personalized closet, then your chosen styles arrive at your doorstep in as little as two days. When it's time for a wardrobe refresh, just swap out your current pieces for new-to-you styles. I go from professional to the carpool pickup line, so I need a diverse wardrobe. With Armoire, I always have something fresh and on-trend for any occasion, without the clutter. I recently edited my wardrobe to staple pieces only because Armoire allows me to add new pieces monthly and return them just in time for me to do it all over again. And by renting, rather than constantly buying new clothes, I'm contributing to sustainability. Armoire is currently helping me through my chic era with all the high fashion and edgy options that I am loving. And the empowering aspect of supporting a women-founded and women-led business is so cool. With their personalized styling suggestions and diverse designer offerings, Armoire has helped me define and refine my personal style, even as trends evolve and my body changes. Whether it's a date night, a professional event, a formal affair, or just a trip to the grocery store, Armoire ensures that I am always dressed to impress effortlessly. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash murderish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash murderish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. The opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect those of the Murderish podcast. Sensitive topics are discussed. Listener discretion is advised. When Serbian immigrant Anna Walsh visited her native country back in December of 2022, no one in her family thought it'd be the last time they'd ever see her. Just a few days into 2023, however, Massachusetts investigators scrambled for answers when Anna was reported missing. She had a beautiful family, a promising real estate career, and enough income to rent two lavish homes. Was Anna inclined to start over somewhere else? Or did something ominous happen to make her vanish? This is Jamie, and you're listening to Murderish. Join me as I highlight the case of 39-year-old mother of three, Anna Walsh. This case is rooted in two main locations, Cohasset, Massachusetts, and the nation's capital of Washington, D.C., Anna Walsh called both places home in the last year of her life. On weekdays, she worked and lived in D.C. Weekends were spent in Cohasset with her husband, Brian, and their three young sons, who were all under the age of six. According to Fox News, the family home was a $1 million rented colonial. Cohasset is considered one of the wealthiest Boston suburbs. Located in Norfolk County on the south shore of Massachusetts Bay, 
the town is one of nine beachfront communities that features high-end dining, picturesque New England sites, and outdoor recreation. With a population of roughly 8,000, Cohasset is a close-knit community that took note when one of its beloved residents went missing. In 2005, Anna left her birthplace of Belgrade, Serbia at just 18 years old. Like so many other immigrants, she left behind the familiarity of her homeland to start a new life in America. Anna's mother, Milanka, hoped her daughter would find her life's purpose in a new country. Anna attended the University of Belgrade to earn her BA in French language and literature, but she seemed unsure about what career to pursue. Little is known of Anna's first few years in the Boston area. It's likely she began working in hotels early on, as her work history on LinkedIn indicates a pattern of employment in hospitality through early 2020. In 2009, Anna earned a master certificate in Essentials of Hospitality and Management from Cornell University. It was clear that she had found her passion. It was something she had in common with Mark Nipp, the man who would become Anna's first husband. As reported by Fox News, Mark was employed as the executive sous chef of the luxury Wheatley Hotel in the Berkshires at the same time that Anna was their reservations manager. It happened to be at that exact hotel where Anna first crossed paths with Boston native Brian Walsh. In 2008, Brian was staying at the hotel where Anna worked. Several sources report Anna believed that it was love at first sight with Brian, despite being married to Mark at the time. According to his LinkedIn profile, when he met Anna, Brian was working as an international business strategist for a now-defunct Boston consulting firm. Despite his professional demeanor, Brian didn't have the best track record. Of course, Anna didn't know that at the time. Nearly a decade earlier, Brian had a dramatic falling out with his family. His father, Dr. Thomas Walsh, was a prominent Boston neurosurgeon who was responsible for the family's wealth. According to ABC News, after a property sale, Dr. Walsh suspected Brian was stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from him. After that, the doctor essentially disowned his son. Brian was an only child whose doting mother, Diana, maintained a reclusive lifestyle, as reported by Fox News. Diane's marriage to Brian's father was laden with conflict. In an attempt to shield him from their incessant arguing, Brian's parents shipped him off to a Rhode Island boarding school. This decision made Brian feel like his parents banished him from their lives. Brian enrolled at Carnegie Mellon University, but dropped out after his sophomore year while battling depression and anxiety. He sought professional help, checking himself into an inpatient psychiatric facility. Brian's treating psychiatrist, Dr. Titman, was quoted by Fox News as saying, Brian felt neglected, unloved, and emotionally damaged from being used as a pawn by his parents in their acrimonious marital relationship. It was evident Brian blamed his childhood woes on his father. He kept in close contact with his mother into adulthood. As Diana aged, 
Brian was known to drive his mother to doctor's appointments, and he helped her recover from multiple surgeries associated with lung cancer. With all of his family troubles, meeting Anna was like a breath of fresh air. After their initial meeting, Anna and Brian stayed in touch electronically. In 2014, Anna made the tough decision to divorce her first husband, Mark. Shortly after, she and Brian became romantically involved. On December 21st, 2015, Anna and Brian Walsh were married in Boston in front of a few dozen of Anna's family and friends. One witness told Fox News not a single member of the groom's family was present. In retrospect, that might have been a red flag, though on the surface, it just confirmed Brian's widespread family estrangement. Major milestones developed quickly for the Walshes. Soon after renting the Cohasset property, Brian and Anna had three children. Their sons were born just two years apart. Anna's second marriage appeared to bring all the happiness she could possibly want. Her career was also taking a lucrative direction. She thrived in hotel management positions. By the late summer of 2020, Anna was working as director of operations for a major real estate firm. The money Anna earned made her the breadwinner of the family. Brian's approach to getting money was vastly different. In fact, he got caught in the crosshairs of legal woes on a federal level. For parents of young children, feeling well-rested in the morning is often a rare luxury. However, the hatch rest can make peaceful nights a reality for the entire family. The new and improved second-generation hatch rest makes sleep better and more magical for your entire family. The all-in-one hatch rest is a smart sleep device with a sound machine and nightlight that grows with your kids. White noise and lullabies create a calming atmosphere that babies adore, promoting a peaceful and comfortable sleeping experience. Meanwhile, toddlers and older children can develop sleep autonomy with the aid of color and sound indicators. The time for bed feature serves as a cue for them to unwind for the evening, while the time to rise feature signals when it's time to wake up, helping early risers stay in bed a bit longer. We recently unboxed our new hatch rest and my daughter Stevie's eyes just lit up when she saw it. She's always loved falling asleep to calming sounds or stories, so the hatch rest is perfect for her. What really piqued her interest though was the hatch rest customizable nightlight colors. She loves that it has a nightlight in different hues so she can customize a cozy and relaxing atmosphere in her bedroom. As a parent, the most important aspect of the hatch rest for me is knowing that Stevie will wake up feeling well-rested and ready to tackle her school day. Between school, playdates, and basketball practice, a good night's sleep is crucial for her. Not only is the hatch rest a really cute accessory to Stevie's bedroom decor, it also sets the stage for a good night's rest for all of us. The hatch rest is definitely an ally for parents. With a track record of aiding over 3 million families in achieving restful sleep, it's no surprise that the hatch rest remains a top item on baby registries. 
Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners up to 15% off your purchase of a Hatch Rest and free shipping at hatch.co slash murderish. So if you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and yourself, go to hatch.co slash murderish to get up to 15% off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash murderish. In the fall of 2018, Brian's father, Dr. Thomas Walsh, died of unknown causes while traveling to India. A bitter legal battle over his estate followed, with Brian's cousin Andrew named as executor. As reported by CNN, the only mention of Brian in the will stated, best wishes and nothing else. According to ABC News, in retaliation, Brian went into his father's home, destroyed the will, and sold all of his father's valuables, including his art collection and luxury car, for a sum of nearly $1 million. The state filed theft charges against Brian, but legal proceedings were derailed by another indictment. Less than a month after Brian was slighted in his father's will, he was indicted on federal charges. In 2016, he was caught selling fake Andy Warhol artwork on eBay to several high-bidding buyers. He was subsequently charged on three counts, wire fraud, interstate transportation for a scheme to defraud, and unlawful monetary transaction, as reported by ABC News. Brian pleaded guilty to all charges and was held on $75,000 bond. Brian's doting mother bailed him out in cash and convinced the judge to place her son under house arrest for Anna's sake. By this time, Anna was dividing her time between Massachusetts and Washington, D.C. In late 2021, she was presented with an opportunity she couldn't turn down, a position as regional general manager at real estate firm Tishman Spire. The catch was, the company was based in D.C. It would be difficult to divide her time between two locations, but she'd make it work for her dream job. Plus, it would mean a dramatic salary increase and health benefits for the family. She couldn't turn it down. After that, Anna's weekends were spent with Brian and the boys, while weekdays were spent at her $1.3 million townhome in D.C., that year, Anna wrote an impassioned letter to U.S. District Judge Douglas Woodlock, advocating for leniency in her husband's pending sentencing. As quoted by Fox News, she wrote, Brian is the love of my life, my life partner, best friend, and father of my three sons. Our three sons are constantly hanging off Brian's neck, and they just can't get enough of him. Without Brian, I would be forced to quit my job, which I love. Anna's letter seemed to work. Brian was placed under house arrest with ankle monitoring. If he wanted to leave the house, he needed to get formal approval with his probation officer and specify what he was doing and how long it would take. Anna seemed elated. Yes, her husband might do some time, but having Brian around while the wheels of justice turned was enough for now. 
The sentiment Anna conveyed in her letter to the judge seemed tragic in retrospect after her disappearance. On January 4th, 2023, Anna Walsh was reported missing by someone at her workplace in Washington, D.C. She had a scheduled flight from Boston Logan Airport the morning before, but she hadn't arrived at work or contacted anyone in the office. Right away, Anna's colleagues were deeply concerned. A key person in her life, however, didn't seem overly anxious about Anna's whereabouts. As reported by CNN, Brian called the real estate firm to ask if they'd heard from his wife. When a colleague contacted police, they learned that Brian hadn't even filed a missing persons report. Local and state authorities worked around the clock to find the missing mother of three. One of Anna's closest friends, Alyssa Kirby, shared her distress with ABC News, saying of Anna, she loves her family and I know in my heart she would not go a day without speaking to her husband and her kids. Everyone close to Anna was in a panic since it was so out of character for her to simply break all contact. By January 10th, the story had made international headlines and received extra attention from Anna's home country of Serbia. The news editor for Serbian newspaper Blik was quoted by Fox News as saying, Everything is a mystery, and people from Serbia want to know what's happening with Anna. This is a big story here because a woman from Serbia goes to America, is living the American dream, and after that, she disappears. With time passing quickly, investigators decided to take a closer look at Brian's version of events leading up to Anna's disappearance. Because of the criminal charges Brian was already facing, he immediately fell under suspicion. When Cohasset police were contacted by Anna's colleagues, officers were sent to the family residence for a welfare check. With no signs of Anna, officers interviewed her husband about events before and after the time she was last seen. Brian said that he and Anna had a friend over for dinner on New Year's Eve. This friend left at around 1 or 1.30 in the morning. Brian told investigators that he last saw Anna a few hours later when she was leaving for the airport. The strange thing was, her flight to Washington, D.C. wasn't scheduled until January 3rd, but Brian had an explanation for this. He told authorities that Anna said there was a work emergency and that she needed to get there sooner than planned. Detectives easily disproved this claim. There was no record of Anna taking her usual rideshare or a taxi to the airport on January 1st, and no indication whatsoever that she boarded a flight that day. In addition, Anna didn't seem to make her flight on January 3rd either. If you're struggling to find a reliable doctor, and navigating the maze of online reviews, and you find appointment scheduling to be an overwhelming experience, ZocDoc will be such a game-changing resource for you. 
By utilizing ZocDoc's free app, you can easily find and book an appointment with a medical professional that fits your specific needs and schedule. ZocDoc can connect you with millions of patient-reviewed doctors in your local area and ensure that you receive the care you need from a qualified practitioner. No more scouring the internet for reviews from unreliable sources or taking your chances with a random physician. With ZocDoc, you can rest assured you're in good hands. Whether you require a general practitioner, specialist, or healthcare provider with a unique set of qualifications, ZocDoc simplifies the search process. The app provides comprehensive search filters, allowing you to select a physician based on specialty, location, insurance, and even spoken language. You can review doctor ratings and see their availability to make sure you choose the perfect provider. ZocDoc puts you in control of your healthcare, providing the convenience and flexibility to schedule appointments with your preferred provider at any time. Don't rely on guesswork when it comes to your health. Choose ZocDoc and connect with a trusted medical professional today. Go to ZocDoc.com murderish and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoccom slash murderish. ZocDoc.com slash murderish. Brian Walsh told detectives the afternoon of New Year's Day was spent running errands for his mother. She lived in Swamska, Massachusetts, about an hour drive from Cohasset. Cell phone records suggested that it took him an extra 30 minutes to get to his mother's house. When asked why, Brian claimed to have gotten lost after forgetting his phone at home. Brian told investigators that he'd gone to Whole Foods and CVS in the area but no surveillance or credit card records supported his claim. The lies seemed to come easily for Brian. According to ABC News, Anna's cell phone pinged overnight between January 1st and January 2nd near their residence, even though Brian said she was traveling to DC on the 1st. Investigators questioned why Anna would have traveled and left her cell phone behind. Nothing Brian told detectives added up. Brian went on to say that on January 2nd, he spent quality time with his kids. And this was one of the few times he told the truth. His credit card documented a visit to a local ice cream shop. He said he didn't leave the house the rest of the day. Later that afternoon, however, as reported by CNN, Brian made an outing that was not authorized by his probation officer. Surveillance footage from a Rockland Home Depot shows Brian in a blue surgical mask and gloves. Store records confirmed he spent around $450 in cash to purchase cleaning supplies, including a mop and bucket and several tarps. Brian also stopped at a home goods store to purchase several rugs. Remember, this was two days before Anna was reported missing. With Brian's statements not checking out, detectives obtained a search warrant for his car, 
cell phone records, and the Cohasset home. A bloody broken knife was retrieved from the basement of the home, which later tested positive for Anna's DNA. This finding strongly suggested that Anna's disappearance was due to foul play. On January 8th, detectives had enough evidence to arrest Brian on the charge of misleading a police investigation. He was held on $500,000 bail. As reported by Fox News, a team of 20 troopers from the state's special emergency response team, three canine units, and the state police air wing combed the wooded area around the couple's home. As grim as it may sound, they hoped to find a body or other evidence that could provide more answers in Anna's disappearance. Unfortunately, the search didn't yield anything helpful to their investigation. Anna's closest friends were interviewed. Most of them told investigators that they weren't aware of any problems in the marriage. That said, according to the Washington Post, Anna's mother, Malanka, revealed that her daughter had called on Christmas Day, begging her to come to DC the next day. As quoted by Fox News, she said the call made her realize that clearly there must have been some problems. As investigators did a thorough search of Brian and Anna's Cohasset property, other detectives probed Brian's cell phone records. They discovered that he'd been very busy in the days since Anna went missing. According to CNN, on January 3rd, a cell tower placed Brian at an Abington apartment complex near a dumpster. Unfortunately, the black garbage bag dumped there was incinerated before it could be examined by authorities. The strongest lead yet were cell phone pings at multiple Swampscut dumpsters in close proximity to Brian's mother's home. Security footage around these apartment buildings confirmed Brian had dumped several heavy black trash bags. On January 10th, investigators spent the better part of a day sifting through a trash transfer site in nearby Peabody, along with a canine unit. After hours of tireless searching, 10 trash bags were recovered. According to Fox News, blood-stained items retrieved from the bags included a hacksaw, a hatchet, boots, a Prada purse, cleaning supplies, and Anna's COVID-19 vaccination card. All objects were submitted for testing and returned with Brian and Anna's DNA. In addition, a stained rug found in one of the dumpsters contained traces of human tissue that matched Anna's DNA. As of the current date, blood droplets found in the bags and human tissue from the rug are the only biological evidence found. Despite rigorous efforts, Anna's body has not been recovered. Fox News cited an unnamed source from the medical examiner's office who said, it's extremely rare to produce a death certificate with only human tissue, but it has been done. With Anna Walsh presumed dead, a community vigil was held by Cohasset religious leaders on January 12th. In a brief window of time, it seemed all hope had been lost. But the most incriminating evidence against Brian was yet to come.
Using one of his young son's iPads, Brian had entered 21 different Google searches that suggested he'd played a role in Anna's disappearance. According to a police affidavit cited by CNN, a few days before Anna went missing, Brian searched what's the best state to divorce for a man. In the early morning hours of January 1st through January 2nd, Brian's searches got far worse. As reported by ABC News, Brian's search terms included grisly phrases like how to dispose of a dead body if you really need to, can you be charged with murder without a body, and can you identify a body with broken teeth. It was a horrific discovery that suggested Brian felt untouchable. Google would give him the answers to keep him out of prison, or so he likely thought. But he was wrong. The evidence stacked against Brian was too much for prosecutors to ignore. On January 17th, the charge against Brian Walsh was upgraded to murder and his bail was revoked. The next day, Brian was arraigned in Quincy District Court. Over a Zoom call from the Dedham House of Corrections, he pleaded not guilty to both the murder charge and the charge of misleading investigators. Inside the courtroom, prosecutors laid out their evidence before the judge. As quoted by CNN, Lynn Belland alleged, rather than divorce, it is believed that Brian Walsh dismembered Anna Walsh and discarded her body. She went on to say a cause of death couldn't be determined without a body to autopsy, but investigators theorize Anna was beaten to death and then dismembered. Defense attorney Tracy Minor referred to the state's case as highly circumstantial, according to the Boston Globe. However, CNN cited a police affidavit in which Prosecutor Bellin said Brian's erroneous statements to police allowed him time to clean up evidence or dispose of evidence. As of late February 2023, the Walsh's three young sons remained in the custody of the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families. At least two of Anna's friends have offered to take the boys in out of fear that foster care might separate them, but they were denied custody. In March of this year, 48-year-old Brian Walsh was indicted for murder, among other charges. Though her remains may never be found, Anna's family could soon get the justice they deserve, as the man suspected of killing her is set to go to trial later this year. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Murderish. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Jamie on Air. That's at J-A-M-I on Air on Instagram and TikTok. On social media, I recap a lot of true crime cases and take you behind the scenes at my recording studio. So give me a follow at Jamie on Air. If you'd rather listen to the podcast with no interruptions, you can do so by signing up for Murderish Behind the Mic on Patreon. To sign up for Murderish Behind the Mic, visit Murderish.com or just go to Patreon.com and search for Murderish there. Thank you to Audrey C., Kiki H., and Jennifer S. for becoming the latest Murderish patrons. I appreciate you all very much. 
If you need more podcasts to listen to, I host another true crime podcast called Dirty Money Moves, Women in White Collar Crime. The podcast follows my investigation of a woman I met a few years ago, a woman who turned out to be a prolific scam artist. I also recently launched a brand new podcast called Trend Vetters. If you wanna see what that show is all about, there's a trailer you can listen to now. And episode one is also available now. Just search Trend Vetters in any podcast app. If you enjoy Murderish, consider leaving a positive rating and review in any podcast app. This episode was researched and written by Allison Schwartz. Visit Murderish.com for a list of sources for this episode. And remember, listening to this podcast doesn't make you a murderer. It just means you're murder-ish. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.